0: So this is the first episode, first official episode, of the Cerno History Podcast. Uh, it's been quite a while since I've, you know, ever since the introduction, but... Uh, I have no excuse, I've just kind of been putting this episode off. I have been writing lots of detailed notes, and it may not be as detailed and in-depth, but there more breaking down on that half as we go later on into the season so stuff like this is going to be uncut unless if I see reason to cut it but for the most part this is going to be uncut all full just spouting off about this about these historical events and yeah alright so this is Episode 1, or Season 1, World War 2, Episode 1, The Rise of Fascism in Europe. So we're gonna start off with Benito Mussolini slash Italy. So if we snap back to World War 1, Italy was on the winner side of it, you know, they they joined the war and they, they won. And, you know, all the Italian people, they were happy for this this big win. And they saw it as a good thing. And they were hoping to get tons of land out of it. But, that didn't exactly happen. They got only a little bit. They didn't get as much as they were hoping for. And all those Italian people felt cheated. And... Just, you know, of course, yeah, they would feel cheated because, you know, they were, they had this big idea about, you know, yeah, we're going to get all this extra land for our country. And they had so much pride in their country and they only got like maybe a quarter of the land that they were promised or even, you know, thought they would get. So Mussolini was originally against a war, but he realized that the Great War, World War One, was the perfect time for, like, a socialist... So, socialism. The push for a socialist government. And he was kicked out of the Socialist Party because a lot of people at the time were protesting anti-war, anti-war. And he was the only one that said, well, in order for socialism to be brought into the Italian government we needed a war so that we could help overthrow and obviously that went against the anti-war protesting that that party had been doing so then Mussolini decided that he needed to go about establishing government with him at the center of that and pretty much where everybody falls under him and that he's everybody responds to him and that form of government is called fascism and so he went and you know pushed to have the fight in the war Mussolini started gaining more and more support after the war when like I mentioned before when all of the land that they were promised wasn't given. Once that land was all you know, once they got a quarter of that land then they were obviously reasonably upset for, you know, they didn't get what they wanted. Which, you know, maybe a childish way of looking at things, but <laughs> unfortunately that's how a lot of bigger countries go, you know, when they want certain land and they only get a parcel of that land and that's not even just countries that's just the humans themselves they fight over land all the time but Mussolini started getting more and more support because he started promising that he could make Italy better and that all this land that he could help get gain all this land for Italy and maybe even some more and with the backing of the people he just pretty much marched right up and just said make me prime minister or I'll make me prime minister and literally there was no fighting him because he had the the entire country backing him so yeah what are you going to do go against the entire country about it now so with the backing of the people Mussolini managed to establish a fascist government with himself as the leader and this would be the very first fascist or like maybe the former fascist government in this time and the first fascist leader would be benito Mussolini. Alright, now we're going to take a shift over to Germany. These segments aren't going to be too long on each. We're just talking about, like, the brief fascism in Europe. So this episode probably won't be relatively too long. So we got Nazi Germany. Germany was on the loser side of World War I, and they had to pay tons of war reprimands, and they had to reduce the army a ton like they had to demilitarize their air force and many other things that pretty much just crippled the country they also had to divide up all their land you know Poland gained a significant amount of land and so did Czechoslovakia and uh, other part of Germany was just completely occupied by France and then yeah with all the money that they had to pay back it was just an absurd amount of money that you know Germany didn't have because they just lost a war so you can imagine the debt that they were in from something like that and with the constant like, prodding and pushing from France the Great Britain and all the other winners it was just not good for Germany whatsoever And the people were not very happy about this new treaty because, you know, not only was the country suffering if the government can't manage to, you know, pay all these war reprimands and, you know, if they are having to fork out every little money bit of money they have, they the people you'll see start to suffer when the government's starting to fork out all this money just to repay something or even just to pay for something else and once they start to lose money you'll see that people in their community and all that will start to suffer and feel those effects which you know it's kind of a there's quite the broad spectrum on that of yeah Germany was in a bad spot and they they were willing to try everything they even tried to attempt to print more money except as that happens is that when they attempted to print more money it doesn't actually equal more money it just makes their value of currency less valuable so then you know if you were to print more money and then that means you could go to the store and then now a gallon of milk costs you like $50 now and supposed to it being like what 3 bucks now or maybe that's half a gallon I don't know but it's the theory of if you were to print money and keep printing more and more and more money that currency is just gonna plummet that value will plummet and there's gonna be absolutely no value to that money and that is exactly what Germany did in trying to pay off those war debts and the United States actually tried to help out Germany in this front was they tried to you know give them loans and they were actually helping Germany pay off those war reprimands even though that the United States was on the winner's side they wanted to help Germany pay off those war reprimands because they didn't like seeing those people suffer because the United States at the time especially during World War One, had many ethnic Germans and at the start of World War One, and this is a brief history on World War One. we'll cover that in a whole different other season but in World War One, yeah there was lots of backing from the German people from World War One. they were excited that Germany was starting you know gonna try to get into this big war you know possibly gain more land until they found out all the atrocities that Germany at the time was making and that favor automatically depl- you know, just plummeted and so with all those ethnic Germans still in Germany and and the support from the United States, Germany was making, they were actually doing pretty okay until the United States went to the Great Depression themselves, And then all of a sudden they had no money because the rest of the money that they tried to use to help for Germany, that was almost essentially the last of it, which that part of the great depression we'll cover more in another episode but when we talk about the united states but the effect that the united states have on helping germany out in these war debts and then all of a sudden they go on into depression themselves and then that help for germany is gone that is stripped away from them and so So yeah, Germany was just kind of left hanging in the dry, they didn't know what to do, and the United States even tried to request to have some money back, but the problem was is that Germany couldn't get that money back because all that money went to France and Britain and all the other winners due to the Treaty of Versailles. And of course, if we're going to talk about Nazi Germany, we got to talk about Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler was a former soldier in the First World War, and he was wounded in line of duty, and he was exposed to tons of gases, which World War I was was very well known for the use of bio-warfare, of using gas, mustard gas, nerve gas, a lot of those agents that just completely, you know, either fries your nervous system. And you're lucky to be alive, or just completely wipes you out and shuts down your body. And it's actually kind of some horrifying stuff if you really go into it. And Hitler was exposed to nerve gas, which, if you actually see his iconic, you know, everybody thinks of his iconic mustache, that's simply because he was exposed to nerve gas, and that just that little strip was all he could grow. Because if you look at a lot of World War One pictures of Adolf Hitler, he Actually, had a bigger mustache, but that's not about. This isn't what we're trying to talk about, Hitler. But Hitler was a former soldier in the First World War, and he was wounded in the line of duty. You also have to remember that he was an art school reject, and he went through. And we'll have to probably dedicate a whole different episode to Adolf Hitler himself, just from his childhood. But pretty much his childhood, he was, just a brief caption of it, was he was raised by his mom and his dad, and his mom and dad were cousins, and the mother was all about spoiling little Adolf, and whenever something kind of went wrong, the father was always quick to punish young Adolf, and after his mother died he took that pretty hard and then same thing on that side of was when his father died he took that pretty hard and they said that after the death of his mother and the biggest one that impacted was the death of his mother he became a changed boy he was no longer the same and That was just all of his teachers speaking because they saw how it affected it. Yeah, it affected a lot of people, but it took quite the turn on this young man. And he actually got relatively good grades in school. He was pretty... he was intelligent. And for the most part, he was a great artist. If you actually look at some of his paintings, you know, they're actually relatively decent paintings in my mind. But they were... At the time, they were deemed of absolutely no value, and was rejected out of our school, which ended up crushing him, and he lived homeless for years until World War I officially started, and then that's when he came in, and with his, with him being wounded in the line of duty, and a lot of his bravery in that same war, the Great War, he was given... The Iron Cross, which is basically the equivalent of getting a Medal of Honor in the United States. Which, yeah, so pretty much that's That's the Nazi Germany version of the Medal of Honor, was the Iron Cross. So, Hitler was a part of a political agent in the army, and was put in charge of the National Duschisch. so I'm going to completely butcher the rest of it, but the acronym is Nazi, pretty much. They shortened it down to Nazi. And Hitler ended up, yeah, he ended up becoming a leader of this society, the Nazis and he ended up having certain select pretty much guards do to help like officiate and maintain control in these rallies and these will become to be known as his SS guards and those guards ended up having you know, they were ruthless. They you would see them come, get them into battles with other, especially communists, during you know in the middle of town they were getting scuffles of communists, the police, and it just they were ruthless. They had no very little fear of what they were doing, and they had one goal, and that was to the push their ideals onto Germany. and lots of these acts of aggression ended up actually landing Adolf Hitler in jail and this is where in in this time in jail he was able to write the book, or his book Mein Kampf, which ends up talking about his struggle and what led him up to this point in his life of him currently being in jail and what he believes happened and what went wrong in society after world war one and what caused them to lose world war one and hitler was loved by everybody because of how he was how he could spout off certain things and he was a phenomenal speaker he could reel in crowds of people just by his words, the way he spoke, the the passion in his voice. He managed to reel thousands upon thousands of Germans in to listen to what he has to say. And a lot of them thought he made a whole lot of sense. And a lot of those people... Especially with him currently at that point, had been in jail. Those judges ended up actually shortening his sentence because, well, the judges loved Hitler. Everybody loved Hitler at that point in time. He was seen to be this future savior of Germany. And he promised that he could help restore Germany to its former glory. and obviously the country that's struggling as much as they are and for how long they struggled when a man that is passionate intelligent and has all these ideas plans and just his own intellect behind him and his push for power people got behind him because it was just so easy that when people are in a desperate need and are desperate they looked for somebody to take a leader and once that leader comes about almost anybody's willing to follow them if they seem convincing enough and Hitler one of his main focuses was that the reason why Germany was suffering so bad was because of the Jews in Germany and the surrounding area, that they're the reason why the Germans lost World War One and the whole reason why that Germany is in deep debt right now and that why Germany is currently hurting. And Hitler believed that the purest race was the Aryan the Aryans and he wanted to rapidly expand that in order for that he needed living space but for him to get to that point he needed to work his way up through the ranks and end up becoming the Chancellor of Germany which he pushed political leaders out of the way and had a lot of them executed especially post the time when he became Chancellor after he became Chancellor anybody that for the most part that opposed him and tried to go against him and expose him for who he was were executed by all those ss officers and the rest of the supporters of the nazi of the nazi ideology and what would end up being known as the nazi army so hitler eventually becomes chancellor Germany is now in his grasp he holds Germany in the palm of his hand and what he does he has the backing of the people until they realize that towards the end what was really going on and when they lose hope that it all kind of turns back on Adolf Hitler himself and at this current time Hitler is seen to be this true at the beginning of the war war, before even the war starts Hitler is seen as this true savior of Germany and that he's going to be the reason why that they're going to be restored to their former glory even become better and he did stuff like, he just started militarizing Germany again, and he ended up the uh, his air force, the Luftwaffe, and France did absolutely nothing, the Allies did absolutely nothing, and he wanted the Rhineland back from Czechoslovakia, and... The allies were like, okay, we're gonna make a deal that if you want the Rhineland, you cannot invade the rest of Czechoslovakia, and Hitler made a deal saying that he wouldn't. Of course it's Hitler being Hitler, he invaded the rest of Czechoslovakia anyway. And then he ended up making a peace negotiation, and I believe this is actually before the Treaty of Versailles, my bad or sorry, before the invasion of Czechoslovakia, yeah, my bad. He ends up holding a meeting about the Treaty of Versailles and he has that treaty abolished. He and as well as all I imagine all the other German people just abhorred that treaty, that document that had been putting them all through hell. Those past few years of their lives that inevitably really led to families starving, death, people being homeless, that just tore Germany apart. And by Hitler getting rid of that, he gained so much support from his people. And then with him getting the Ryan Black back from Czechoslovakia and then invading Czechoslovakia. He wanted to turn his attention to the Polish quarter that was currently spilling, er, at that time, was splitting Germany into two. And he looked to put an invasion on Poland as he did Czechoslovakia. And the Allies actually had to put their foot down and say, If you invade Poland, then we will have to take military action against you. (laughs) And Adolf Hitler, knowing that he cannot take on the Allies, especially Great Britain and France alone, he established the help. And also, he couldn't take on Poland as well, because that's three countries. So he went and asked for help from... Joseph Stalin of the Soviet Union and Stalin was kind of skeptical about this because he'd been seeing what Hitler was doing and he kind of knew Hitler's plans but how it looked was that they were both Hitler and Stalin both made a deal to invade Poland and pretty much just meet in the middle and split in half and it worked out in both their fevers because then the Soviet Union got the one half land of Poland and Nazi Germany got the rest of their half and got to reunite all their people and then by doing that sorry about their previous recording I got cut off, accidentally bumped my recording device and just completely stopped the recording but picking up where I was left off Nazi Germany and the Soviet Union invaded Poland and by doing it the way that they did it the Soviet Union got one half of Poland and Germany got their other half and they got to reunite all their people they got to have that land that they lost from Poland back and they regained a lot of that land that they lost if not more definitely more all that land that they lost they gained back, and by invading Poland, that causes France and Great Britain to declare war on Nazi Germany. and by doing that and by declaring war on Nazi Germany to Nazi Germany declaring war and then begins world war two. I would like to thank you guys for joining me on this episode of Piserno's History Podcast. I am Ledger Paserno. I am the host of this show. This is the very first episode of season one, season one entailing World War II episode 1. You'll see the name as you click on it. This is all about the rise of the fascist governments and the rise of those people in Europe and their powers. And Italy we'll go over more in another video. I know it seems like a lot of this seems more centered around Germany, but there's a lot to cover about Germany and Italy, I feel like, needs its own episode, and Germany needs its own. A whole other episode, too. And I'll break down a lot of the countries, including the United States, Great Britain, France, Japan, China, and all these other major countries, countries that played a major role in World War II will be mentioned. So I would like to thank you guys again for coming by, listening, and either supporting, just doing anything involving this podcast. And thank you so much for listening and have a good one, y'all. Till next time.